Tuesday, April 13th, about 3.30 here in podcast time. It's Eric Chase and the fam. Janet will be along shortly. Alex, hopefully shortly after that. Just trying to get everybody on the same page. There's a lot to get to. Yesterday's topic about mental health court and Judge Navarre. We're going to table that. Things have come about in the last 24 hours that we'll get to today. And that's kind of like an evergreen topic. I went ahead and did it. I submitted an application with the uh, Toledo Pet Bull Project to adopt another dog. His name is Porkchop. I think I went through the process just so I can get my name in the hopper. He might not be the right dog. And I'm a little hesitant to get a third dog. Um, it, it It's more. They... If they get along fine, it won't be that big of a deal. I'm mentally prepared for things in the house to be destroyed, eaten, peed on. In fact, today, Janet. Hi. Hi. Hold on one second, okay? Okay. God, we have so much going on. Um, Hold on one second, all right? Actually, just bear with me, okay? I'm just getting the show started. I'm working. You're working? And now you're going to yeah, work? Yeah, just... just- no, do what you need because I'm I'm just working. You wanna, okay. You want to call me back in a couple of minutes? Yeah. Why don't you text me when you're ready? Call me back in in five minutes, okay? I'll call you in five. Thanks, All right, dear. Bye. bye. So I can handle things getting peed on and eaten. In fact, today somebody left the door, the the refrigerator door, slightly ajar, and I discovered what Andre won't eat. Usually, he'll eat anything. Um. I'm the one that likely left the door ajar, the refrigerator door. And I forget what he took out of there the last time. Oh, he ate like nine-tenths of a pound of corned beef, which was very expensive. It was the good stuff I bought. Um, he grabbed a bag of carrots. He couldn't rip it open all the way, so I don't think he got any of those. But I was like, oh, Jesus, what, what else did I leave on that lower shelf that he could have gotten to? I was very concerned. And then I saw... The stalks of asparagus that were basically untouched. So after nearly six years of being Andre's dog dad, I found out uh, what what he won't eat. And what he won't eat is asparagus. It took me all this time, but he won't eat it. So some of the uh, questions today on the Pet Bull application, I just had to laugh at. And I guess this is just my personality. I'll be a little sarcastic, a little snarky. And the two that I wanted to pass along were, where will this dog sleep? And for that, I just had to kind of laugh at myself and go, where will this dog sleep? It'll sleep. It'll sleep. If it wants to, it'll sleep in bed with Diddy and Andre and I. Because the three of and it's their bed. They, They lay in it far more than I do because that's probably where they are when I'm not home. In fact, they are because the motion sensor light in the bedroom is on 50% of the time when I get home from work. So that dog, if I adopt another dog, will be welcome to sleep in bed with us because, let's see, they're about 45 pounds total. Me and them take up about a third of of their king-size bed. The other question that I had to laugh at was, and this was just me being super snarky and overly analytical, uh, the question is, what will the dog do when you're not home? Well, I don't know. I don't have, well, well, it's 
Furbo, right? Furbo was the dog, like the ring version of dog cameras. My brother and Tracy have one, and I saw one day Manny was humping Coco. I was appalled and shocked. I don't have a Furbo. Um, so I don't know what the dog will do when I'm not home. Uh, I'm assuming whatever it is that Diddy and Andre do, which is bounce back and forth between laying on the couch and laying on the bed in the bedroom. Perhaps I usually leave the curtains of the drapes open for them. One, as a as a criminal deterrent, but two, so they can see what's going on outside and add a little spice and um, activity in their life. So I'm assuming this third dog will also lay on the couch, lay in bed, and will bark at squirrels and random passersby outside. What will this dog do when I'm not home? I don't know. I have no intention of giving the dog a key. But other than that, once it's fully crate trained, um, and I, I have, I'm not averse to crate training at all. I have fully bought into that dogs like being in small spaces. It makes them comfortable. And I guess that's very general. Dogs in the little idiosyncrasies. Um, uh, but when it's done being crate trained, when I feel like I, I trust it enough and it's responsible enough, the dog can have the run of the house like the, uh, like the other two can. I'm telling Janet to call back now. So I was very fortunate when I got Diddy. He was in the crate. He hated going in there. And I noticed a look in his eyes. I'm like, he doesn't have that mischievous look about him. I told the dog walker who helped me out in the afternoon. I was like, leave him out. I got home. Nothing was touched in the house. Nothing was peed or shit on. So uh, that was his last day in the crate. Andre was much more challenging. Andre basically uh, crate trained me his way out of the crate. Hi, dear. Well, hello there. How are you? I'm good. I don't have uh, names for you this week, but I do have a very important question about me to ask you. Okay. How do you feel? What does my what does my chart say about adopting a third dog? Oh my god! Is this a rescue? Uh, yeah, I would get. I I would adopt from one of the agencies local. <clears throat> Well, now, why? For, my question is, why would you want another dog? That's what I'm curious about. Are you substituting a dog for a child? What is this all about? No. Um, well, you know I'm psychological, so I need to understand what's going on here. No, no, no. I, I guess it goes back to my mom. My, my mom always had this cycle of we always had pairs of dogs. Sometimes we had three. Yeah. And as one was getting older and... Coming towards the end of life, my mom wanted to make sure that the other that the other dog had another dog to to be there with. Now I can I can readily wait until one of these dog dogs passes on, but I'm yeah. I'm I'm simply exploring things. And if by any way, shape, or form, this adopted dog or the dogs met, and I felt like this dog would upset the comfort apple cart, and there'd be bad chemistry. I wouldn't go through with it, and I would just wait until, yeah, you know, likely Diddy is the one that will pass first because he's eleven. But they're both in great shape. Oh, so. but you're, but you know what? I mean, I think that you're one of these people that can handle quite a few animals, dogs. I mean, I, I think if this is something your heart's into, then do it. I mean, I, I, I feel like you, it's expensive, but that doesn't mean you can't do it. I think it'd be wonderful for you. Yeah, it's not a money thing, and I'm mentally prepared for things to get destroyed. So, it, it, like with a person, if it's the right match, I'll I'll pull the trigger. But right now, we're, exactly. at, we're at the exploratory phase. What does my chart say? I, 
Get it? I mean, I, I well, it, it just shows changes in your life, but like mm. new beginnings. So I get, no, I'm not kidding. But I would say that this could be considered like a new beginning, okay. you know, in that sense. Wouldn't you say? I think it'd be wonderful for you. Okay. I think animals are a gift no matter what. Do you I really, mean, I just, do you, do you just I, give I think me, it'd be good for you. Do you want to just give me Mooney and we'll call it a day? No, no Mooney. No, okay. no Mooney. Um, so that's my baby. So where are we? What kind of moon do we have? Are there retrogrades? Is it safe to go outside? Well, what's interesting is I pulled out a couple things, and okay. I wanted to mention that Venus, the planet of love, moves into in April fifteenth through May tenth. It's in the sign of Taurus, which is conjunct your sun. So this is a really people can find it on my Facebook or. Uh, Twitter, I, I put all that up there. So anytime Venus is in Taurus, it's really good sign. It's a good aspect for people born under Taurus, uh, Pisces, um, Aries, um, oh my God, Capricorn, uh, just certain Scorpio. It's a good aspect because it indicates the time of, you know, beauty, a time of re-quenching, re- uh, re- what is it, reevaluating our life. Re- I'm trying to think of the word que- um, quest. Um, I can't talk today. Quench, uh, quenching our thoughts or something. It quenches us. I can't even talk today. So that's what that's all about. And it's a good aspect for you. And I think it could be really positive. And it's interesting that you're talking about, uh, you know, adopting a new dog, because sometimes that's about opening up your world to something new. And this would be a good time to do it. There's a fine line, and I'm sure a lot of people come to you with these types of questions and you walk them through both the astrology and the psychology with it. There's a fine line right. between... When I can talk. When you can talk, which is always. Um, there's a very fine line between being content with being content, but also challenging yourself within reason so that you continue to grow as a person. Right. I agree. I totally agree with that. And I find this to be a very strong period for many of us because I feel like it's good. I think we're we're kind of moving into a good phase of our lives. I think people are feeling a lot more free. Compared to last year, wasn't it awful? This is such a better time for all of us. And I think we're just feeling that right now. So I, I think in regards to what you're asking me, if it feels good, you'll know when the time is right. It's like relationships, like anything else. If it feels good, you know when the time is correct and right. Um, you good know what, aspect for us. You know what Amanda told me that you told her uh, last fall? What? <clears throat> what I tell her? You told her that she was going to be pregnant this year. I said there's a possibility of children. Hmm. You better be careful. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. I am. I am. We 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 just can't have that happen. And she is no, uh, no. she is averse to that and has her hands full now with little Piercy J. So um Yeah, what? but I think you would be a good dad. <clears throat> I probably I mean I know would. that's not where you're at, but I'm just telling you I think you'd be a good dad. I'm 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 not interested in doing diapers and I'm completely interested in being able to get away from that kid at some point, which is which is the role I've always played with people that I dated. Um what else do we have going on? It sounds like it's good for me, but e- I, I take most of the astrology, ast- astrologically things are great. See, we can't talk today. It's I not know. even Mercury retrograde. I've been like this all day. I, my tongue's been tied all day. Don't Me- make a comment. Meteorologically, would- I'm good too because today is a beautiful day. It's as beautiful as you are inside and out. It, thank 
you. You're so sweet. You're such a sugar plum. It's a good month. I mean, right now the moon is in the sign of Taurus, which is in the same sign as uh, Venus coming up into Taurus, which is going to be in about two days. So we have some really good aspects with, uh, you know, anytime you want to purchase something, you want to buy it when the moon is in Taurus today and tomorrow. And Venus, the planet of love, goes into Taurus on the 14th, 15th, around there. It creates a nice little balance to what's going on. But also Uranus, the planet of eradicability, is in the same sign. So be careful of unexpected uh, quick spending without thinking it through very carefully. But I think this is a good month. I think it's we're all in sync right now. This is just a really stellar period for many of us, especially if you're born under Aries, Taurus, um, Gemini, Aquarius, Sagittarius, Pisces. These are really good signs to feel the positivity of this transit. So it feels really good. It sounds like, I mean, it's a good time for everybody. We've actually been on this this wave, this manakai that you've been talking about of, of just good things for, for a while now. So I'm... I'm I think it's really good. I, you know me. I'm going to tell you if things are nasty. And yep. this is not a nasty time. This is actually a very good period for all of us. And I think it's, I just feel like we're finally getting a little bit of a break the way right. things are astral-wise. Well, it you, feels really good. You, you, you kind of predicted this, but this is what you do. You look ahead and you go, this is going to be a good time. And here we are. And it's been a good time. So um, would you just listed off like the signs. What could, what should some of those people be looking to do right now to take advantage of this wave that we're on? Investments, finances, mm. you know, think about doing something with money, adopting a dog, um, all these things. I'm just saying it because you said it. But um, these are really good aspects for, you know, try, even getting into a new relationship. There's nothing wrong with it. It's a good time to think about love and let things come into play. This feels like a good cycle for a lot of people. And anytime you know you have good aspects, that's the time that you venture out and you kind of seek out a little bit. So it feels really good right now. Like I things said, feel very positive. Find that line where maybe you're just a little too content and get out there and within reason challenge yourself. Exactly. You got it, buddy. You um, got it. We're like five weeks out from the psychic fair, right? We are May 16th, 2021 Four at the Maumee Pinnacle. It's going to be a very, very good time for a lot of, many of us. We're going to have, we're still going to, even if the governor said we don't have to wear masks, I am still claiming that to be more like a mandatory. I just want people to be safe. So um, I do still have that stipulation. We're going to have some wonderful people that are going to be selling desserts. Uh, psychics, Reiki, all kinds of fun stuff is there. Okay. So it's going to be, a, it, we're just going to have a good month altogether. It's going to be, I mean, the month of May is even going to be more positive than what it has been. So I good. just think it's going to be great. And I hope you can make it to my psyche event. You always say you're going to do it and you never do it, but that's okay. But I Still love you. I don't know what's wrong with that. I don't know what's wrong with that. Okay. You better be there. I'll keep, be mad at you. I'll keep you up to date with the dog stuff. If worst comes to worst, I will just take Mooney because he is a darling. Isn't he cute? I know, and he's so smart. Oh my God, I could tell you stories. When we get together in the studio, if it ever happens, I will definitely tell you some cute little stories about him. Okay. Thanks for checking in. I might even bring him in. Thanks for checking in. Okay. We'll talk soon. Goodbye, babe. Bye bye. Take care. 
our wonderful astrologer friend, my friend and yours, Janet Amid. Uh, we were going to talk about the Judge Navarre stuff. Basically, she's an ad, uh, like Alex said yesterday, and Alex is running along on her, on her work call, so I'm it's here. just you and I. Thanks for staying around. We were going to get to Judge Navarre and her mental health court, where she takes into play the mental health situation, sometimes very serious mental health illnesses, and applies that to the context of this person did this, which is something that Alex and I have talked about now on the podcast for well over a year. And I'll, I'll repeat it, but we're not going to, and I'll repeat it, but we'll leave it with that. I'm of the belief, and I have no statistical data to back this up. I'm of the belief that many, if not most crimes are committed or are caused by something due to mental health reasons. Something in someone's mind that has caused them to not understand consequences, not be able to separate right from wrong. Or not um, care. The person doesn't want to wake up every day and do blankety blank. Just like, it's like the opposite of, of, I always tell people, if your brain tells you to kill yourself, it's not working correctly. If your brain is telling you to do horrific, violent things, your brain's not working correctly. Now, I'm not saying don't punish these people, but we can punish and also truly rehabilitate these people. So I believe that most, if not many, if not most, are all crime. I'll leave it with the, the M's. Crimes are committed by people with some, some mental health issues. And again, um, I'm not hello. using that as a crutch or a way for these people to escape punishment. Um, and the, the other hello. people who have those issues and or people who have uh, been backed into a, quarter, into a corner by systemic reasons. And again, I am not making excuses for them. I'm digging into reasons. There was a, a great, you should watch the 60 Minutes interview with Leslie Stahl from last week. I believe it's the person from the Ford Foundation, a, a, a black gentleman who, and, and he is a, an elite himself. And he said that we have to change. Giving money is not enough anymore. Throwing money at problems is not enough. We have to basically rebuild society in some ways. So we'll save that for the rest when we can get, um, Alex Texan. Hello. Hi, there you are. Oh my God, I've been on since Janet. <laughs> I was like, hello? I said something and then I heard you say my call was going on and I said, I'm here. And then Shw- you kept... Shwello? You said Shwello would have gotten you on. And then, and then you started talking about crimes and mental health and I said, or they just don't care anymore. And then you... I was like, Hello? Hello? <laughs> Anyway, here I am. Hi. Well, there you go. All right. So we, we, put that, we put that aside. So let's talk about the two issues of the day. The police officer who shot that guy accidentally oh uh, has quit. I believe the chief quit. A city manager for that little town uh, has, I believe, has, has quit as well. And it's just been a, a, a troubling 24 hours, especially in that area. I am extremely delighted that all the Minnesota pro teams last night elected not to play because of the curfew and also things going on. It reminds me of the Milwaukee Bucks. Yep. Like a year ago in the summertime, they chose not to play as well for something that had gone on. I think it was Jacob Blake in Kenosha. Sounds right to me. Yeah. These are much closer to you because these are your people. You are one of these people. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I, I wish that they would have the courage to say, we're not playing until something gets done because we're a year out from George Floyd and 
so much of the same things keep happening. And we know the reasons because it's impossibly hard to change this kind of system that has been in place for so, so long. Just like we talked about yesterday with, with Chief Crawl, And you were right to be critical of him not wanting to at least fire the officers, even though it would get overturned in arbitration. Um, I heard, and I'll give all the credit in the world, and again, I, I wish the professional athletes who have the cachet and the resources, as opposed to your normal, you know, union member or employee to sit out for a couple days and their families will still be fed, but they're going to get back on the court in the field tonight. Um, I wish they, they would carry that message on and farther, but they're not going to because that's just the way it is. And unfortunately that's the, that's why things like this keep happening. But I'll give some credit to um, Shannon Sharp. He is one of the yellers on Fox sports. <laughs> and when there's issues like this, we usually go, it's the damn patrolman's union protecting jobs. Um, and that that's their that's their job. That's what they do. I, I, I understand that. And I, I have a problem with it in, in situations like this. He said when stuff like this happens, like George Floyd's family got $27 million from the city. Uh, he said when these things continue to happen, and they will, that stuff should come out of the uh, the police union's pension fund. I agree. I mean, that, yes, like hit them where it hurts. But I do think um, that there's going to be a lot more momentum of things happening this way. And, it, you know, like sports teams choosing not to play or protesting in their own way when the MLB pulled themselves out of Atlanta you know, I, I think that more things like this are going to happen. I think there's a Will Smith movie that just pulled production from Georgia. Yep. There, you know, and it's unfortunate because, yes, those are jobs. Those are people that aren't going to get the, the money for the business um, of those events. Um, but at the same time, if our voices were any good to be getting our political leaders to make change for us, then they, it would happen and it's not happening. Like, I don't, you know what I mean? Those things aren't happening. Pro- there's no, there's no changes that are happening. Protesting doesn't work. It doesn't work. Um, vi- violence doesn't work. And there's a, there's an old line and I bring it up from time to time. If you want something done or if you want answers, follow the motherfucking money. And if these players said, much yeah. like what Colin Kaepernick, Colin Kaepernick, Colin Kaepernick did to a, <laughs> much more serious and long-term level and said, we're not playing until X, Y, and Z are, are done. And it's, I wrote it in a Facebook post today and I know you, you probably saw it, but I, not everybody sees everything. So I'll share it here. It is amazing. This digital age, it is the digital age that we live in the social media age, but I like to call it the age of accountability. Um, it makes us be responsible with our words because somebody can go back and go on the podcast and go, you said this. Yeah, so I'm that's more, true. I'm more acutely aware of it, and I spend a, a lot of time spouting off opinions on social media. So I'm more acutely aware of it than the average person. But this is the age of accountability. If you say something, if you do something, um, everybody's got everybody's got a, a camera phone to take a picture. They can take video. Uh, the receipts are everywhere. So accountability is mandatory. We have seen many people, just average people who have had stupid slip-ups who have lost jobs. Now, maybe they said something absolutely horrific and they lost their job, but there were receipts. You were accountable um, for things that 20 years ago you did or said, but you could get away with because there was no evidence. But here, it's in a text message. We caught you lying. It's in an email uh, 
stream. We can pull data off servers. Like we can make you accountable. And some people have been held overly accountable, but some people have been able to escape this age of accountability. Yeah. Um, politicians, massive corporations, but at least for this this latest topic, police officers. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, I, I am still kind of shocked. I, I also have not watched um, any news today. And so I didn't know that there were so many people who quit. Why? Do we know why? Because they did an awful thing. Well, I know for her. Like, I know why she quit. But why would the chief have quit? Because the buck stops with him. Just like if one of your employees fucks up really bad, it falls in your feet. So I am... I believe that there is going to be like a large amount of resistance to this shooting from those people. Like um, it reminds me of when um, there were protests in the summertime and they pushed that old man down and cracked his skull. And then the whole force quit (laughs) because they got punished for it. Where it was like, well, we were told to use force. Well, you weren't told to push an elderly man who was by himself to the ground like just and run over him and then he starts bleeding from the ears. Um, so I am not, I would not be surprised if um, this incident gets the criticism that it deserves. And then officers, well, that was a mistake. So we can't make mistakes anymore. You know, all of no. that stuff, <laughs> but it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Oh, I, I, know I know it is. And no, you can't make mistakes in your position because you, with the responsibilities that you have, Right. are held to the highest level of judgment because you're asked to uphold the law and the peace. And with that responsibility in your hand, no, you are not allowed to mis- make mistakes. Like handcuffs on somebody too tight, that's a mistake. Like we can let that go. Like you, it, it, uh, tensions were high. This was horrific and abominable. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm wondering, mm-hmm. I know it was labeled as a murder, Um I was. I thought you were going to say people will say the people that go. Well, if you if you don't want this to happen, then just comply. Comply. <laughs> so okay. Well, in cases like for people that want to say that, and we just talked about that yesterday with the Virginia situation, um, and we said, well, look, even when they do comply, uh, people of color are still treated awfully and or injured or killed, and that evidence was on full display. Like like he complied until he didn't. And this person, for whatever reason, had a terrible accent and mistake and yeah. killed this individual Yeah, over, it is, over what seems like a pretty ridiculous traffic stop. It is. I. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it, it, I think the video showed him resisting at one point, but I don't. There were multiple times where there was warnings made and I feel like there were. So there was more than just a, a millisecond to feel that it was your heavy gun that you were holding and not a taser gun. Like. I feel like there's a difference in the sheer weight of those things. Yeah, I watched the video <laughs> and it was it was grainy as like bad bad bank security camera from from Die Hard <laughs> days. Like, is that a man or a woman? I can't like it was that, but you could de- like you could tell the time of it. Like, yeah, one thousand one, one thousand two, and I get it. Like, it's a fever pitch. But you are supposed to be trained and, like we talked about yesterday, regularly checked up on to make sure that what you have learned is still burned into your brain so something awful like this doesn't happen. And again, I get it. This dude was, he got away, he was in the car, he was trying to pull away, but 
one 1,000, two 1,000, three 1,000, four 1,000, and you don't know that you've got one weapon over another. And if th- this is not like what stun gun versus slingshot or, or whatever else you have, like this is the you killed them. You killed yeah. them. It's going to be incredibly important for this police department to respond appropriately. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I feel the same way as I felt about the officer who shot Philando Castile. I'll still never forget that when I watched that body cam. Um, this woman, w- without knowing, it's still too early to know. And I know, I know a lot of people are not aware of their um, racial bias. They're not aware of how, and we talked about this yesterday um, when we were talking about the officer that was disrespectful to the, to the um, gentleman in the military. It's like when you serve a community for so long, you begin to become rigid and you act that way. You know, you don't have that grace in your voice, the respect in your voice. You just, and, and that sometimes you don't know that. Um, that's not what's happening. I don't know if that's what happened in this case. I don't know what was going through this woman's mind, but if she was truly, um, a good officer who has, who just made a colossal mistake, I do feel for her. It's not as bad as I feel for this family and for my community in general, continuing to see our, our people die, um, publicly and, and then continue to have to argue over our humanity. But I feel like I would not be true to myself if I didn't acknowledge that this officer um, just made a gigantic mistake that I don't even know how you can live with. <laughs> you know and, what I mean? And, and she will have to. And, she, she, and might, she will have to. She might kill herself. I don't know. <laughs> you, and you know what? I would, I need to find out 1,000% specificity on this. So fill in some details if I do not have them. At the moment, I have no sympathy or remorse for her because it was an awful mistake. And mm-hmm. in other situations like this, I could have sympathy for somebody. But wasn't this poor kid in an affluent white neighborhood pulled over for a, an air freshener in, hanging from his mirror? First, I heard an air freshener. Then I heard expired tags. Um, and then I think the tags might have been ran and there were warrants that were there. I'm, it's unclear because there's so much misinformation coming out. I don't even want to make a judgment on that okay. just because you literally we I thought, you know, I heard yesterday it was air fresheners in the window. Now I heard that it was actually expired tags. Um, but what they did do was look for reasons to pull him over because he, yes. he was which happens all the time. And that's that that's where my sympathy goes out. You, you went more uh, general than I did. If. But if this was, they pulled him over for air fresheners because it was a black kid in a white neighborhood, I have no remorse for her because you never should have pulled that person over in the first place. Yeah. I, you know, and that happens all the time. We got pulled over for something really minor like that. Didn't get a ticket because they didn't want to give us a ticket. What they wanted to do was pull us over and make sure that we didn't have warrants, weren't criminals, weren't doing something illegal. Like that was what they wanted to do. And when they realized that we weren't doing any of those things and they had just pulled us over for literally not using a turn signal in the neighborhood, they let us go without a ticket at all. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just, um, again, we don't, I don't know anything about this female officer. Um, I just, I tend to feel for both families in this case, um, at the very least, both families, because this officer's family is now going to suffer, but not as deeply as this, this young man's family. He's, he's a, he was a father. Um, a son. He was young, 20 years old, I think, right? Yeah. It's awful. It's a, it's just an awful situation. To to uh, Shannon Sharp's point, 
forget making this because when the cities pay, we pay. Right. So make the people who are responsible for this uh, culpable financially and obviously morally and maybe maybe punitively behind bars. Yeah. Um, I, I forget. I can't keep these stories straight. I think it was the Minnesota one that said they can't charge this woman with any kind of crime under the, the way the laws are written in Minnesota. What's the thing that we talked about last year where you can't charge an officer for doing their job? Oh no, I don't know. There's a, there's a, there's something on on the books in certain places, and I forget what it's called, and it'll it'll pop up again. But yeah, it's like you can't charge them for doing their job, and and like those are the things that players, that the NBA players have to go. I'm not playing until that is in a city council room being discussed and, and overturned. I this agree. Is, this is absurd. Like I'm 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 sick of it. I'm you're, sick. You're of beside it. yourself. I can I, I can am feel beside it. Myself. <laughs> I can feel it. I'm just a little bit more numb to it at the moment frustrated 100 percent um especially where it happened when it happened during the george floyd um trial that has been really like re-traumatizing for at least for me and for many other people um so it's just really sad it's really sad and then i and then my mind naturally goes to what's happened with the young man that was shot in columbus what about him and he was shot going into his home and the and the and the father who was shot in his garage like, what about these guys? Have we heard anything about that? Those officers deserve, you know, repercussions as well. Like, what's happening here? <laughs> you know, there's now so many that we can't keep up with them. And I feel like if we can't keep up with them without the public holding people accountable, will they truly be held accountable? Again, we live in the age of accountability. Um, and, and some people have managed to evade that because of laws that really need to change so that this behavior and these acts stop. Or because um, of more terrible shit that just happened that distracts us from what they just did. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I am I am beside myself about. So I saw the Johnson & Johnson stuff early, uh, er, stuff early this morning. Like four people in <laughs> Europe have blankety blank. And then by mid-morning... Um, CDC and the FDA said, we really would like it if you stop doing the Johnson & Johnson vaccine here. For like six people who have had a reaction, some kind of blood clot, who already had some other very rare underlying condition, and I think one died and one is in critical care. And I think there have been 7 million doses of Johnson & Johnson. And the pandemic within the pandemic of mm. bad messaging and poor communication continued because... I looked at this at like, so whenever there's some kind of car recall, I have never taken my car in for like the dozens of recalls I've had over the years because those things like they're CYA, they're, they're to prevent lawsuits and stuff like that. And I do think that car companies are certain are, are willing to risk a life or two knowing that they'd rather pay $50 million for that one person that something awful happens to than to fix all these damn cars. Really? And, oh, yeah, yeah. That surprises me. Yeah, because, it, look, it's, it's, like I always say, let the math make the decision. In this case, for six people, and with the poor messaging that came with it, <coughs> um, like, they should have said, look, this is a very small amount of people we're just trying to use to go back to an abundance of caution. Um, and it was only it was only women. Um, and I, I get it. Like, we're still going to... I don't think we're all going to be calling commercials, uh, numbers on commercials in 20 years because we took... Because <laughs> Mesothelioma. We took, yeah. Uh, or, or, part of, or part of lawsuits. But... 
one upshot here is Lucas County, for the time being, is switching over to the Moderna vaccine if you were getting, if you were scheduled to get the Johnson & Johnson one. So there's one switch. But it's such a small amount of people. In fact, other people have started to circulate this, that um, women are a high, are at a, in general, are at a higher risk of getting of dealing with a blood clot from taking the pill yeah. than they are with what we know about this. And to to release further reluctance and reticence out into the public when it comes to uh, taking vaccinations, you may actually cost more lives and do more harm by keeping those needles out of arms and allowing those people to maybe get COVID and have something awful happen to them or to get COVID and to be a spreader to other people who wind up seriously ill or dying, simply over six people. I like and look. There is a cost of doing business with everything in life, and I'm not being, um, you know, there are risks in life, guy. This is just what like this is what happens w- with anything. Um, there are so many unknowns. That's why they just want to get to a certain point of absolute certainty. And if that point is, you know, in a trial of three thousand people and three get sick. You can go through, I mean, you can go back and scroll through articles in the past and just like months ago and say, go, see, these people got sick. There's no way I'm taking that vaccine. Yeah, dickhead, but 2,997 people were totally fine. Do the fucking math. And because because people can't do that math and health officials haven't done a good job messaging this, we're, we might've, we might've gone backwards when it comes to getting people vaccinated. Oh, I definitely think that we went backwards and it's almost infuriating because all the fighting that we've been doing about this, you never want to give the other side like, you know, when you're in an argument or when you're on opposite sides of the bench, like you never you never want to give the other side um, like a sinker, if that makes any sense. Like you never want to give them validation that what they're saying is accurate or what they're saying is true and or the folks who have been like i'm curious um when thomas comes home because you know thomas has wanted to wait a little while before he got his vaccine i was respectful of that this is not what i want you know what i mean this is not going to help our household argument of how about you go out and get vaccinated so that i can feel more comfortable that when we go out to travel we're both going to be safe he's the he's the perfect example and I'm disappointed that, and again, the pandemic within the pandemic has been flip-floppy messaging and and poor communication. Yeah, exactly. And and I am also extremely curious. Um, this makes me curious about more things, and I know that there's probably research. How many people get sick from the flu vaccine? Like how many, um, you know, because the flu vaccine is so normal for us and our society. Like how many serious health conditions come from like a small percentage of the population from the flu flu vaccine. If it's more than these six damn people, I'm going to be very frustrated because I feel like we're not, you know, there's no deal made publicly like this with the flu vaccine. We don't halt the flu vaccine because of six people. Why are we halting the flu, the, the, the more important vaccine right now for six people? Because this is the story. I mean, this, because this is our life. Because to answer your question, probably people do get sick to varying degrees. But it's the matter of how much more good it does than bad. Uh, and again, I've gotten, I've read some of these articles. I can't read papers. Anything that ends in .org or .edu, it's over my head. I'll read the abstract. <laughs> but I, when, the, when people do these trials, they sign away their lives. Yeah, they do. 
And they know when they do these trials that you could die. Now, look, your, your family will be handsomely rewarded, but it's it's doing a civic duty before the civic duty that we're asked to do to. Well, you we wear a mask for somebody else, for somebody else, not for us. We get vaccinated to to protect ourselves, but to also, you know, to do our part in the larger good of society. It's the same thing on a smaller level that those people are doing for clinical trials. And I believe I would have done it because I would have been a good person where I don't have a lot of, you know, family members or things like that. So, yes, sign me up. And you know what? I realize, and all those people who did those trials realize something bad could go wrong. And in, and in, a, in many of them, you, you might have lost... In all the trials, and I'm just pulling a number out of the air here, but I'm getting, I'm going to do a big one, so it, it kind of gets the point across. A hundred people might have died trying to find a vaccine or vaccines for the for, world for the coronavirus for the entire world. <laughs> like you know, uh, Alex, I'll bump it up to 500 people. 500, and if you see that headline, and it is irresponsible, and it, and I, it could be just a regular normal media outlet, not one with a bend like CNN versus Fox News. It could say 500 people have died from um, COVID vaccine trials. Well, that seems awful at the time, potentially. You don't know how many people were in those trials overall. But if you if you roll back and, and go back, we'll just go back eight months and go, would you, would you give away a thousand lives to save how many other tens of thousands? hundreds of thousands the answer is absolutely yes because you let the math make the decision there will always be sacrifices for the greater good this is very thanos of you i don't know how i feel about it what do you mean (laughs) i'm kidding not when it comes to like the real the reality of like six people versus what six million doses that have been distributed of j and j in the u.s Six people versus six million. Seven but million, I think. But yeah, yeah. When you when you think of a thousand people dying to save, what did you say? Like ten thousand. A thousand, like that's ten percent. Yeah, that's a little high, but a hundred thousand. Okay, probably more what the number is. <laughs> but I just I agree with you. I think it's just it would be interesting, you know, as the years go by, what comes out from this. Like, you know, how much more harm did this cause? in um, the communication of the efficacy of vaccines um, and how many lives did this potentially cost in reporting this information or halting this vaccine because of this small amount of people. Like, I wonder if there's liabilities there. You know what I mean? Like, is it not? There should be like, there should be like, is this really responsible? The the equation looks like this and we can use Thomas in in the chemical equation. Um, The math of the small percentage of getting this blood clot, and again, it's one person who's died, at least in the United States. That's that's the risk versus Thomas continuing to go unvaccinated, mm-hmm. knowing that he could catch it and get very sick and or be more um, more contagious to others. Correct. And we just, we, we can't track that down. I mean, we, we had a terrible time of being um, uh, contact tracers during all of this as well. Another place where many municipalities and governments have dropped the ball. And to me, the risk was not worth it to, to throw out into the ether people being able to go, see, I told you so. Yeah. Six people got sick. If six it pe- was, six people if, get sick every day, every minute. If there was 60 people, 600 people, 60 people like fine then let's write it do a little story about it let's hear about it but six like six 
just six people I can't I'm just it's it's just I feel like it's irresponsible I just I do I feel like it's extremely irresponsible and it's frustrating I personally have taken part in some of the um, funny memes where they like depict what the Pfizer, Moderna, and J&J vaccines represent. And J&J was always like the um, trashy vaccine that you never wanted. <laughs> you know, just because it's, it, what is it, like 60% effective compared to... It's 73%, uh, I believe it's in the 70, 70%. Oh, that's good. It's like, it, it's at worst, it's like upper 60s, low 70s. But you only have to get one. And, and I know, I personally know a few people who wanted J&J because you only had to get one. And if you only get one, that's... Half is likely that again, it's math here. That's you're now 50% less likely to have side effects where many people right. didn't want to because they could have gotten side effects from both of them. Again, this is this is awful. I, I, I'm angry today, that's why I wanted to put the judge the bar stuff off because we can always get to that. But I'm I'm very disappointed and um, it, I might start looking for other planets to live on. <laughs> there is certainly. A lot going on like it I was talking with a friend today and she's like I didn't even there was so much going on yesterday I was like what happened yesterday and then I completely forgot like I'm like oh yeah there was a school shooting and then a police officer accidentally shot somebody when they meant to tase them and then the George Floyd trial and then and then J&J like what the hell but I will say like I think there's going to be a couple weeks and then They'll do their research on it and then they'll come back out and say that it wasn't actually yeah. a danger. Just like AstraZeneca. AstraZeneca in, the, in Europe did the same thing. They had to pause it for a couple days and then they got it back going because it didn't cause the damage that they said it would cause. I, I think Governor DeWine said he's hoping the pause here is only like days, right. maybe weeks. Um, and that's good messaging. Um, and I'm glad that they're going to have the dose. That, that was my concern, that we were going to lose an entire supplier and how many ever thousands tens of thousands of doses but it, it seems like we have a good supply to go with the moderna and or the uh and or the pfizer one yeah yeah so we'll see how it goes but i agree with you it's incredibly disappointing and just unnecessary i've already seen a couple people like i told you you couldn't trust johnson and johnson like referring back to their talcum powder days <laughs> like just how it caused cancer or something like that it, it's it's the theatricality of it. Yeah. Like, people are terrified of planes crashing. And really, you should be. Although, I mean, it's really what? Like a couple of minutes of absolute horror and then bang, you're dead. Um, but that never happens. Like, that doesn't... I, I can't tell you the last time I, I, a plane not vanished, like crashed. Meanwhile, like w there is probably a single digit percentage that you're going to get into a very serious car accident every time you get near your car. But it's not as theatrical, the theatricality of it, the drama, the melodrama mm -hmm. isn't there like a plane crash. I've always said that. And I know people don't love my opinion on this, but we love a good conspiracy. We love entertainment. We love a good story. I never try to buy into those things. I'm like, yeah, it's not that interesting. It's not that fun. It's not that entertaining. Like, sorry, you know, but no. Um, and I, I believe the same thing. Um, some fun things now. Much, much lighter things. I have a new favorite UT men's basketball player. Who that? Well, um, it's the, the transfer season. Guys are coming and going. But, and, and UT lost their best player. He transferred to Arizona State. But they're getting a guard from Boise State. His name is Ray J. Dennis. His first Welcome, Ray J. His first name is spelled R-A-Y capital J. Good for him. Yeah. 
That's easy. Um. So, uh, do we not have many Dairy Queens here? No, we only have like one. Is it on Alexis? No, it's on um, Monroe. Like Monroe, um, next across from Sakura. Okay. Yeah. So, like by t- by the Target uh, Hobby Lobby area, next to the donut place, okay, Cafe well they, Donuts. They have unleashed their summer menu nationwide. Ooh, is it delish? I have no idea. Um, I I don't often. I do want ice cream. I've wanted ice cream lately, but yeah. So, uh, but I didn't know that DQ was only like a one place thing here. Yeah, it's it kind of like Duncan. How Duncan is everywhere in other cities, but in Toledo we have like two. <laughs> We're so getting more. We're getting yeah, more. so we should get more Dairy Queens, but we have a lot. Like we are very loyal to our um, local uh, dairy places. Like there, I mean, the line outside of Mister Freeze and on Boundary in Perrysburg is outrageous. That's why I've never had it because the line is yeah. so long. It's like they're selling. <laughs> They're selling crack. Handles, delicious. I will wait in that line and handles because they have a drive-thru. So I'll wait all day. What's uh, 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 what's the other one near? Did you ever go to Odd Fodder? Um, I have not gone to Odd Fodder, but I love Fallen Fodder. Yeah, Odd Fodder, I think, does uh, like desserts and stuff. Hang on. I need some water. My, uh, my sickness is getting to me. All right, good. I got to record a quick traffic anyway. <coughs> Just one accident to pass along at the moment. It's at Airport and Reynolds. You will face some slowdowns in that spot. Remember, door between Accord and Holland, Sylvania is under construction for two months and closed. That is your Cumulus Toledo right now traffic. Now I'm in that awkward phase of recovery where I'm hacking up everything from my chest. And then, like, I get little things that tickle my throat. And then I feel like I'm going to die because I'm coughing so hard. Well, do you know how you caught this? No. Oh, I don't. One more thing, and then we'll 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 start. We'll go back to what we should have started with. Uh-huh. Um, I went to IHOP a couple weeks ago, and it sucked. Did I tell you that? <laughs> Why did you go to IHOP? I went to IHOP a couple weeks ago because I wanted breakfast, and I didn't want to be in one of our local places because I figured they were just too small. Uh-huh. So I went to Bob Evans on airport and as i should have suspected it was like nine something in the morning <clears throat> there were old people lined up like they were trying like they were giving away free funerals was it after <laughs> oh, God. so uh, was, I, I it went, on, was it sunday no it was like a when tuesday or wednesday oh and then God. i went across the street to uh to ihop and it was dingy it was very walmart like <laughs> It was very people of Walmart. And it was like $11 for the omelet. And it was not, it was more like the size of like a six fifty omelet. Yeah. So I was disappointed. And then I got hash browns and it came in a fucking square. Uh-huh. That's how it goes. I mean, I can't tell you like good breakfast besides fowl and fodder. Don't love the breakfast places in our area. Very rarely will I go out for breakfast. Uh, but IHOP is introducing its bacon obsession menu with Steakhouse Premium Bacon, um, maple bacon milkshakes, mm. and uh, can- candied bacon bacon uh, candied bacon pancakes. The Steakhouse Premium Bacon Burger. Bacon ha- was like a big thing ten years ago, and then I don't know why it vanished because I mean, bacon is delicious. I don't love bacon. Turkey bacon. Um, I will eat turkey bacon, but I don't love bacon. So, 
I like sausage. I know it's still pork, but um, there's something about bacon that I'm just not a huge fan of. So I hated it when it was on like everything. I'm the opposite. Really? I'm all about the bacon. I'll do. I'm okay with sausage, but it's if you offered me like a a mountainous plate of one or the other, I'd take bacon with my hands tied behind my back. Do you like your? This is such an entertaining topic for everyone. Do you take your bacon um, like well done? Do you like it crispy or a little soft? Right in the middle. I need it to be soft. It, it's right in the middle. Um, yeah. I don't like it where I can still see the white fat. Yeah. Uh, but I don't like it crispy either. Same. All right. So let's, uh, if you're still here, thanks for being here. Usually we start <laughs> with this, but there was a lot of stuff to rant about. Um, you did not get your home last night. I did not. I found out about 10 o'clock. I had already given up and went to sleep. And like right when I went to sleep, my phone went off. Um, we didn't. They took another offer. that I didn't get a lot of clarity beyond that. So um, I don't know. Like there probably wasn't any clarity given. So who knows like what offer they accepted and why. But it was not ours. So if you own the house on Stanhope, you missed out on a real one. I didn't ask you this yesterday. I might have texted you in the evening. Uh, did you have backups? Backup offers? Uh, places or to backup go. Homes. Like, we, like, we do. So we have a tour scheduled for Monday. And then we have another one scheduled for the 24th. But there was some... There was... Okay. Uh, without giving too many details, but this is... I'm transparent on this podcast all the time. I'm an open book. I'm a first-time homeowner. Thomas is a first-time homeowner. We're a couple that didn't have a ton of financial literacy guidance from individuals in our families, um, nor did we have, I mean, my family owned a house, but we didn't talk about that. So I didn't know. Um, we didn't, we just didn't have a ton of guidance. And so we're not aware of the process as well as other people are. There was some, there was a mistake that was had while we were pre-approved that made our pre-approval a lot more difficult um, when we were ready to actually make an offer. Cause you, you know, when you have a pre-approval for a couple of months, they kind of rerun you. They do a soft pull just to get everything up to date. And when that soft pull happened, there were some things that happened. And so it changed up what we could do. So now, you know, we put an offer on this house because I really wanted it. Um, but now that we didn't get it, we're kind of going back to the drawing board. They're going to reissue. They're not reissuing a pre-approval, but they're going to talk to me in more detail um, to let me know like what I can do. Um, there's it, it's the house buying process is so difficult and it's like they have to I'll have to show you know financial stability and that means and I know there's some people that know this and others that don't so for those of you that don't sometimes you have to have money in reserves in your account so you save your three percent your three and a half percent for your down payment on top of that you have to have a certain percentage of money in your account just in your account is for reserves so if you're somebody who doesn't have savings, if you're somebody who, you know, lives paycheck to paycheck, possibly or close to paycheck to paycheck, you're likely not going to have money in your account for reserves. If you don't have money to fix your car, you don't have money in your account for reserves. Sometimes when you're buying a house, they require that. Um, it depends on, on the cost of the home. So we're going to we're right now finding out, you know, how much of a house can we get where we don't have to be concerned about the reserves? And then where do we, you know, what's the number where we do have to be concerned about the reserves so we can get an idea. But um, there's so many things you can't finance. You can't be late on any of your bills. We knew that, like, obviously don't go out and buy new appliances for your home until you actually close on the home. 
<laughs> and move into it. Like, don't do it while you're in the process because that's a no-no. Um, but it, you know, it's easy to, to think that's common sense, but it really isn't common. And it's not that person's fault for them not to understand. Uh, yeah, there's a lot going on, on on a different, as we've talked about before, like Amanda's going through this as well, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. with similar, so she's got to have like two years of her personal business on tax returns and like, she's yep. getting real close to that. So she's trying not to look at too many houses, but like it's a timing issue with her, but it's also, she's going to encounter the same thing that, that you are. Um, there's just not enough houses out there. Did you see the, uh, the Home Depot picture that went viral. No, what was it? It's a Home Depot picture, and it was like a piece of plywood that was selling for $95. Uh, was it real or was it doctored? I think it, I think it was real. Um, and it, it, materials cost different things in different places, kind of like gasoline. And uh, some people were thankfully smart enough to point out that how do you think how do you think houses get built, jackass? Yeah, so, like the cost of materials is very expensive right now to buy yeah. a house, or I'm sorry, to to buy and to build and buy a house. And the the other, one of the other things that I learned that I was really disappointed. I do really well for myself. Thomas does really well for himself. Together, we do really well as a couple. Um, like not obviously, we we want to improve still, but um, you know, I pay into my student loans, and I'm a pay as you earn. Um, and payment plan. So I only pay what they have agreed, you know, what they determine I can afford based on my, my debts and what I'm currently doing. But when you're buying a home, those don't count. So when they're looking at your monthly debt to income ratio, I'll say, oh, well, I only pay X amount of dollars in my student loans. And they'll say, yeah, sorry, we can't accept that. We have to charge you 1% of what you owe. <coughs> and I'm like, you guys, that's literally like, $400 more than what I actually pay. And they right. said, we know that, but that's what we have to show. And I said, do you know how much that changes my abilities to, you know what I mean? My, my interest rate, what I get approved for. Do you realize that? They said, yeah, we know. We just can't, we don't have control over that. And I, as always, I don't blame uh, the lenders or anything like that. I blame, no. I blame the universities. Oh, of course. But it is, it is an example of, um, you know, how I would directly benefit from even even my interests being taken away. Like if you just don't if you don't if you can't erase my student loans, fine, but take away the interest that like at the very least, like it would it's still life changing. Your lease was about to expire, right? <laughs> my lease is up in just over 30 days so and we, we won't have anything. So I don't know. Are you going to go month to month? Month to month is very expensive. I'm. And it leaves us susceptible to whatever increases they choose to do. So if we go month to month and I pay an extra $300 for the month of June, I could, they could tack on another $100 for the month of July by saying, well, the market rate of your apartment increased. Right. So now your apartment is, you know, an extra $100 and your month to month is $300. So we're going to charge you $400. And, I, and it, could just, it could just go back and forth like that for however long our month to month. I can sign a six-month lease if I want to, or I can sign another twelve months. Um, I don't. I don't know. We have to have a conversation about that. Uh, would you go rent somewhere else? I would love to rent a house. So if we could just, if we could rent a house, I would be in that house for you know however long I needed to for the um, market to change. But we also have three animals, and so that's been a challenge when we've been looking at rentals as like a plan B. They'll either say no animals, up to two animals, there's no fenced in yard, 
you know, there's, there's challenges. There's not, I don't want to rent a house that doesn't have hardwood floors. Um, just because my rental with carpets has been a little bit of a nightmare. So I don't want to do that again, if that makes any sense. Yeah. <coughs> it's a, it's a vice of a situation, unfortunately. It is. It really is. And I had a meeting with my lender today and he's like, well, you're not experiencing anything that other people who are trying to buy a right. home, you know, don't experience. And I said, I know, but it's just, it really, I think 2020, 2021 has been a true challenge um, in the home, home buying front. I make fun of Amanda. Uh, she lives in one of these, what are they? like these, these pop up on the side of major roads developments uh-huh. where they all look the same. Mm-hmm. And I call it her rectangle because it is a fucking rectangle. <laughs> it's her home or her apartment? Her, she, well, her home, <coughs> is, her home is not her home anymore. It was, yeah. it, it sold over the weekend or on Friday, but the apartment that she lives in, like it's nice. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very expensive, but it's a rectangle. Mm. It, it is a big rectangle, and there are two bedrooms uh, off to the side of the rectangle. And I can understand why she, you know, goes mad in that place with with Pierce because he's like a little he's a little cannonball. But it, I, every time I tease her, I'm like, you go home to your rectangle. In fact, um, Friday night, uh, I went to bed, and I convinced her to come with me. I was falling asleep, and she's like, Eric, Eric, I'm going to go home. I'm not tired. And I was like, go home to your rectangle. I live in a rectangle as well. Thomas calls it a Cheeto box or like a shoe box. Yeah. When he's, when he's, you know, making fun of it. And that's no shade to anybody else who lives in that, and, like, they're expected to live in it for a while. But, you know... My brother was giving his brotherly advice and he's like, well, maybe, you know, maybe you just stay for a couple more years. And I said, I want a kid, though. And he's like, you can have a kid in there. I said, I literally live in a zoo. I won't even entertain in here. Why would I have a kid in here? <laughs> like, why would I have a newborn that needs a sanitary environment? Um, let's do one last thing, but I got to knock out a quick traffic report, OK? Uh-huh. Two incidents now to get on your radar. Another accident coming along Burn at Airport. Usually two accidents now to pass along at a busy intersection. Burn at Airport. So be careful of that area. And a previous accident, Airport at Reynolds. So the airport corridor, quite busy right now. Be careful. You'll face slowdowns. That's your Cumulus Toledo right now traffic. Who's driving like a fool on a sunny day like this? Who would do something like that? Is the temperature nice? It's beautiful outside. Oh, I haven't been out. I haven't been out of the house in a while because I'm such a gross mess. Um, no one will hear this, but that that call today, my God. What? <laughs> like I, I thought somebody else was in, on another call at the same time. I I almost thought that. Um, Zoom must have been malfunctioning or something, whatever call that, whatever. I think it was a Zoom platform. It sounded like somebody's voicemail was playing. So it was, I could hear a voicemail. Somebody said referral. And they said, if you could call me back at 419. And I was like, is somebody's voicemail playing on the computer? Like, you know how sometimes you're on your iPhone and we just talked about this and videos continue to play while you're doing something else. It was almost like that. But then I heard somebody peeing, but everybody was muted. It was awful. 
Literally, it, somebody was peeing. Like we're <laughs> a year into this, and and we still can't get it right. No. Um. But 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 what was I? Like you heard me. What was I doing? I didn't hear you. I could just tell that you weren't muted. So I was like, you better oh, mute yourself. I was because I could imagine like you and I are talking to each other, talking shit. <laughs> I was going to do that. Like, I, I know that I knew that I, I had just gotten on and I was just like, Andre, get down. Oh, um, so he won't eat it. He won't eat asparagus. Andre won't. Yeah. Cause he, he went into the fridge again today. <laughs> what did he get? He, he couldn't open the bag of carrots and he didn't eat asparagus. So that's good. Petey won't eat broccoli. He can come over to my house. I mean, we've, like, got, we've got plenty of carrots if he wants. He's like, no, ma'am, I don't want any vegetables. Um, okay, last thing. What? So I've, I've, I'm, I've watched The Nevers. Okay, what do you think? Because I've now watched it twice. I think I might go rewatch it because I, I think I did a pretty good job. Um, there's a bit, it's a little time jumpy at the mm-hmm. end. Mm-hmm. But then when I figured out what the big spacey, fish ship was doing that she was drowning so yeah there was a bit of a time jump and I don't know why people with powers always get associated with the X-Men probably because they're dealing with some (laughs) plight and the X-Men are but I'm just a little over X people shows and and the Victorian era maybe because there's something that I watched What's the HBO show that I tried last year with James McAvoy and the girl who was in the Wolverine movie? Oh, 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 uh-huh. With the, and there were animals. Yeah. That, that, yeah, I forget. And I didn't like it at all. So that has put a bad taste in my mouth for this. And I didn't really know any of the, the one of the actors or actresses, except the guy who runs the sex club. I've seen him before and he's in a show called McMafia. And he's in some other things, but I know I know him from. He was in a, a big episode of uh, Black Mirror, so you should know the black guy too, the doctor. I don't. What's he from? I forget, but I've seen him in a few things. Uh, I looked up the cast, and I and nothing rung a bell. But I don't know. I'll give it another shot. I'll try to rewatch it before mm-hmm. the next one, and maybe I like that it's violent, and she can really fight. Like the fight choreography is great. Um, I'm, I'm all for people getting their, with their necks getting, uh, split, but I thought that was a dummy, not real. Uh-huh. So maybe I'll appreciate it the second time. But, she played, um, she plays an outlander and I really love outlander. So okay. I knew the actress, I knew the main actress before. Um, I liked it. Thomas watched it. So that's why I watched it twice. Cause he wanted to get into it, but he did what I absolutely hate. He kept asking me questions about it. Like what was happening? And then I looked up and he was on his phone. And I was like, well, that's why you don't know what the fuck is happening. Because you're on your phone. Pay attention. Um, I almost would have liked it better if we never knew how they got their powers. As opposed to a random fish-shaped spaceship going through (laughs) London. That only seemingly affected the downtrodden and marginalized people. Oh my god, I didn't even put that two and two together. Yeah. Yeah, that's why that that was the meeting of like the white elite dudes in the beginning saying we're going to keep the power structure in place. And that's why that's parliament. Yeah. 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 I'll, I'll try it again. But I I just want a different time period. I'm, this I'm, is better than the irregulars. Is it? Yeah, I think so. I think so. 
and this is where like expectations come into place. Like this thing got a lot of hype, so I had big expectations. The Irregulars was like, oh look, it's Victorian London and Sherlock Holmes. I'll watch this, and there were there were familiar actors, so I liked it. Did you watch that Amazon Prime series with Orlando Bloom and um, loved Cara, it? Cara Delevingne. When is that coming back out? Loved it. Um, I don't know. That's they like better one, not have canceled that. That's like one of those shows where like you love it and then it's gone and you you just forget that it didn't come back. Yeah, um, <laughs> I loved that show. So they successfully for me. I agree. Sometimes I can't get past it. They successfully like broke that barrier for me to where we re- we both really enjoyed it a lot. I'm looking up that show. Carnival Row. Carnival Row. There you go. Um, yeah, this show is a lot like that, and maybe it'll get better. I mean, it's got... Oh, I think I saw that it was like HBO's biggest premiere ever. Oh, really? The Nevers? Like 1.4 million people, and that's going to climb during the week when people watch it, you know, Damn, we were really it. bored. Um, <laughs> I'm just... I don't expect everything to be Game of Thrones. Yeah. Like, that's a maybe once every 25 years kind of thing. Once every well, 10 years. That's true. Well, good for them anyway. I mean, good for them. I just, yeah. I'm curious how they got that many eyeballs on it. I have no idea. Probably because there was nothing else interesting happening at the time. Uh, they might have promoted it well within the app. So much so that all the people that went for the Snyder cut saw it and you know decided to give it a watch yeah I suppose that's true I mean I've seen it on our YouTube TV a lot um, in the commercials for that so they did a good job with it I like it I'm excited about it I'm excited to see the next episode I do like the cast didn't put two and two together about who had the powers well I did sort of um, but it it only appeared to be women at first um, but it's it's going to be interesting. And when I was trying to explain it to Thomas, I absolutely used an X-Men analogy. <laughs> right. I don't know why we go to that all the time. There are plenty of other superheroes. It's just the ones that we don't know. Like, when there's new superheroes introduced to us, it's like, oh, it's like they're, they're the X-Men. Yeah. Um, last thing. I didn't watch it, but I saw some a good write-up uh, about a leak of a br- of a brutal fatality in the Mortal Kombat movie. Oh. It leaked, and I didn't get to it in time. But like I've been holding on HBO Max for that, which is next Friday. But now I'm thinking I'm going to see that in the theaters. What do you think? I I think we're going to see it in the theater. Absolutely. All right, maybe I can. It's next Friday. Um, I'll see if I can con- convince, or maybe even Thursday night. You know we can't do we Thursday night we can do Thomas is usually off but we the Friday night we would run into the same scenario. Well, we'll go to a later one or just have him not eat anything heavy. Um, <laughs> He'd still do it. It's his, it's his routine. <laughs> so either Thursday night, Saturday, or Sundays is really where you can get us and get us there on time. All right. Well. Okay. Good. His birthday is coming up, by the way. What day is his birthday? Sass. Saturday, Saturday, this Saturday. And yours is the next week, right? No, mine's Mother's Day. Oh, you're in May? I thought you were April. No, Mother's Day. Mm. My dad's is the 18th. Yep, Thomas's is on Saturday. No clue what I'm doing. I've already gone the samurai sword route, so. A sword? I already did that. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm a shield, a shield, a shield. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I'll get you Maybe. that. I'll get you that game I've been promising 
to give to you, but I never see you, or I forget to bring it to you and be like, here you go, baby. I got this for you. It's used, but you'll love it. Yeah, I'll be at the center with Jade on Thursday. <gasps> How's she doing? She's good. She's lovely. She did fantastic, actually. Her first day, she just kind of carried the conversation with, with somebody um, all by herself, like without needing to observe how we do it, any of that. She was she was a natural. Okay. Do you know anybody at Children's Services? Yes. Do you know you know Robin? No. How about Julie? No. Okay, so I asked Julie to come on the podcast tomorrow because there was a interview with Robin because Wear Blue Day is coming up later this month. Oh, and nice. Julie spoke to me like she's never met me before. I was a little, a little taken aback. Have you met her? Yes. She used to come to the radio station all the time for Wear Blue Day. Very nice lady. Hates Trump. May- oh, she's good. Maybe she's just, you know, there are some people that talk professionally like just that way until they get to you and then it's like, oh, hey. And then it's like you've, you've never missed a beat. Well, we'll find out. All right. Well, feel better. I know. At some point, I'm not going to sound like a horrid mess, but I do feel like it's going to be a couple more days. I am at least on antibiotics now. Okay. And hopefully I'll get a good night's rest tonight. Get better. Stay out of the allergens and be good. Ote. All right. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.